1: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we've had the first round. Straight on to the second round. And some of the big players have come out to play. We'll be talking about the ATP and WTA at Cincinnati. Alongside some of the other challenges going on right now. Giving our thoughts on the tennis that's going on and who we think is going to come out on top. Hi, Hi I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Hi.
0: Dennis Kudler. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turetko, I'm and you're Evgeny listening Evgeny to the Game to Love podcast. We've had, yeah, quite an epic start to Cincinnati. Uh, we obviously had a lot of those upsets in the first round and uh yeah the second round has been just as eventful i think a uh, good place to start i was watching countryman dan evans he was up against milos raonic and a uh, bit sad to say milos raonic he looks like probably one of the dark horses in this competition and i think uh yeah one to watch that serve just pinging off the racket and barely saw it going past him down today I think.
1: He didn't really get a chance to get into the match like Evans is someone who enjoys the rallies he sort of thrives on sort of his artistic nature to sort of carve out points and winners but he wasn't really given much of the opportunity because as you were saying Raonic was serving so well he was finishing off points like really quickly and um, it bodes well for Raonic's chances in the tournament because he does look really strong and It brings back to our last point we made on the last podcast about how we feel like the big servers have um, a good chance in this tournament. and It's literally shown that so far, I feel. Oh, it has, most definitely. I mean, we've seen, well,
0: Raonic is just a prime example of somebody who's really just on form with their serve. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen his serve really not firing. He's just got Mm. such an amazing technique and just the way that he... Is able just to... it's just such a short service action. Yeah. It's just he just has it just nailed down, and I don't think Evans really uh, stood a chance, which is just so strange to see. He took out Rublev in such impressive fashion, and then to see yeah. him come up against someone like Raonic, but he's there for a re- he was number well top three in the world for reason, Wimbledon finalist, all the all the above. I mean,
1: no, I Raonic think- is a he's a big boy player. We need to remember that. Like you said, he's a finalist of slams.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: and he's a top player. But he's, he's had a few injuries, hasn't he, of late? So he's probably yeah. not reached the peak of his game in the last year or so. But he's going to get back to it, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you make of his new haircut? He's grown it out, is
0: not he? I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's an interesting one. Let's say uh, he's going. Uh, he's got the old bandana on with it, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's barely containing that big uh, throw. I feel like that I might give him a run for my for his money if I continue <laughs> to grow this. It hasn't. It's been six months running now, so uh, I'm just keeping it all at the back at the moment. I'm keeping it out of camera sight.
1: Yeah, maybe with a with a hair, but not the serve. Oh yeah, your serve is a bit suss.
0: Oh, <laughs> mate, if the first serve goes, it's the second serve that's suss. The first serve goes in, mate. Oh, I think it's up there around it's just...
1: <laughs> Probably the second not. one's just to get over.
0: <laughs> uh, the second one's like Kirios's underarm.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh... well, we're talking about underarms, let's go straight into it then. You see, Jonas. Bublik's first um, first serve, come back from tennis, not playing for a while. First serve against who was he playing, Karen Kachinov. Yeah, and uh, it was an underarm serve. That's how he started off. Why not? He lost I mean... that point. He got a complete. I think in the match, he lost. Straight like, in two sets. Yeah, yeah. Um, Karen He's, looks good. He does indeed, yeah. Because that was his first round match. We didn't get to cover that, right? Because obviously no. we missed a few first round matches because we've had yep. a day off. Um, well, have we had a day off? Did we do it yesterday? I forget now. Yeah, <laughs> well, We covered, yeah. I mean, we sort of
0: covered uh, Sunday night's ones. And, uh, well, Sunday for us. So it'd be Sunday, Sunday night for us, Sunday all day.
1: Uh, but oh. not the Sunday day. We've missed out Sunday day. So that's that's when that happened. There was a few yeah. games there, obviously. But it's good, actually, because we've seen quite a few of the big dogs come out and play, and they're doing really good. So you've got the likes of, say, um, well, Djokovic is playing in the next half hour or so. We've been waiting for that. We've been delaying the podcast as much as possible. But we, we can't cannot. wait any longer because we've got work tomorrow. We need to get one out there. <laughs> so we'll have to. We'll talk about Djokovic on the next podcast, which will maybe be Wednesday, I think, now. Probably, but yeah. talking about some of the other big players who have played, I thought Agut, is someone who's really impressed me, won in straight sets today, against Ooh. Gasquet, who's been playing a lot of tennis of late. And I thought he did Obviously, well, Obviously, did really well in the UTS uh, Championship. Yeah, but Agut looks strong. He, he won the the first set was really close. He just had one opportunity. took the top chance and won seven five, and then yeah. after that he followed through with an impressive second set, winning six one.
0: He's one of those players, though, isn't he? Agut, like, he sort of flies under the radar a bit. People sort of forget uh, forget he's there. He's always in and around the top ten, yeah. and he has all of the ability to become one of those front runners in the in the whole game. I think, but yeah, he's brilliant. He's just—he just has. Uh, I think he's had a few spells where he's a bit up and down. But mm. if he can put a run together, similar to like Medvedev did last year, he'll be a similar name to Medvedev. I think. I think he's still—he can still do it. I think. Yeah, he, yeah
1: for sure. I think it be better. interesting to see how. It, I don't know. He's got a good chance in this tournament. I think if he can perform like he did in that last game, yeah. then there's no reason He's not someone you can sort of rule out at all. But then talking to Med, talking about Medvedev. Obviously, won it last year. Yep. He come back today, played. Wasn't that great? I must admit, I would. I, wasn't, I would expect a bit better from him. He won it six four six four, I think. Yeah, against. It was two man like
0: wasn't it? It was. Uh, it was against Giron, Marcus Giron,
1: Marcus Giron. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. He, it just was a little bit like he just turned up and just thought, I just get, I just get it done, and I don't. I'm not really. I'm a bit rusty, but I know that I went to push it and went not. And it didn't really seem like his A game was there. It just was a, he's just a better player than Giron and he was yeah. enough. I think
1: that's what it was. And he, I think he played um he prolonged a lot of the points. Yeah. Which sort of Jerome at the end of it was just going for shots, he like low percentage <laughs> shots he should not have gone for. Because there was a lot of times it was like Medvedev is actually really good at this. He's always been good at this. He holds players in juice in juice, like his mental yeah. Uh, strength is pretty impressive and I feel like he sort of stifles the opposition quite a bit like mentally sort of drains them there's a lot yeah, of to yeah. and throwing he knows when to step up his game and when not to and what shots to take usually he's like a he's a bit of like a brick wall isn't it like at the net he's just lethal like if you lob him there's a good chance he's going to get back and get it yeah we've seen sure. that so many times today there was a few chance times where there's like a drop shot or a lob and he was just he couldn't really get there a bit slower. There was one instance where there was a drop shot Marcos Duron played, yeah. and uh, it bounced twice. And he's just got his racket. Like it kind of looked like in real time that he got there, but you can see in the replay that he didn't get there. It bounced twice. The point continued. Marcos Duron yeah. did end up winning it, but for some reason Hawkeye didn't pick it up. And I feel like they should. Well, that's yeah. something where you, yeah, that's it's like an error. <laughs>
0: That's like something we're relying on robots.
1: It's a be, massive yeah. error as well because imagine that in, say, the final and someone's going to lose it on something like that, a technical uh, error, then it's huge. So hopefully they can sort that out quickly. It's better to have it now in the early rounds than uh, later on in the tournament, that's for sure. Yeah, for But sure. overall, Medvedev is through. That's been good. Another one, you've got Berrettini. He's played Roussevori, fan favourite of the podcast. We thought maybe there could be a bit of an upset oh, there, but it well, looks like he's lost that one.
0: What do you mean? Is he not? You're jumping the gun. Like he's, he's broke back and he's 6-5 up in the second set. You're now, joking. Abore, mate. So
1: no way.
0: We, we'll come back to that, hopefully, later in the podcast. Okay, let, me, let
1: me explain. Re- the reason I said that is because he lost the first set 6-4, didn't he? And
0: then he was down a break. He was down 5-3 and now he's 6-5 up in the second set. So oh, on on the Let's down. see what he can do. But, yeah, one I wanted to bring up, which was probably one of the well most epic matches earlier in the day, we had uh, Felix Oja, aliciame or whatever his <laughs> surname, I will learn to pronounce it by the no, end. No, that's
1: right. That's correct.
0: Okay, against uh, Tennis Sangren. And, yeah, this was an epic match, really. Tennis Sangren, we've not really seen him in this type of form in any of the exhibitions. He's been a bit... Passive, really, and just yeah, but he he's
1: the he, he only he raises his game for the big games. We've yeah. seen that now for the, over the last few years.
0: Brilliant player, great match though. This one, uh, two hard hitting players. Felix, I thought, oh, once he'd grabbed that first set tie-break, that tennis was just gonna sort of die away a little bit and he'd have his way. But tennis in that second set, he just literally just came out all guns blazing, 6 2. There's a bit of a funny thing happened in that second set as well. Like the there was like a Rolex time board that was, was like giving giving the time of that like how long the match has been going on behind him. And it's making this like weird humming and like like really like a you know, those high pitched whistling noises. And then he had to go and complain. They would spent like about two or three minutes trying to fix this board. It was going like
1: Oh, I missed like that
0: completely. <laughs> for, for, for a long time. And then eventually they got some mechanics or whatever around there, just like cut the wire, just so like, it suddenly stopped. I
1: guess usually if you've got a crowd, you would maybe you don't hear it so much. But I know, maybe but you the, would if it was that I think loud. I just malfunctioning Rolex. Oh, right, okay.
0: So, no, good. Uh, maybe they did it on purpose, Rolex. They got a lot, a lot of time on that board there, like <laughs> focused in on Rolex for a little bit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, not good on their part for having a like not not functioning properly time board behind Tennis Sangren there. But he got the job done and very close, 7-5 in the final set tie break. So well done, mm. Tennis Sangren. Yeah, incredible performance.
1: And that wasn't the only weird thing in that set or in that map, sorry. No. And did you see um, Sangren during one of the rallies on one of the crucial points? I think he was... Maybe he had a break point against Felix. He was basically it was a really important point. He had to win this point, and during the point, he uh, he changed the racket into his other hand. Ooh. so instead of playing a backhand, I've never, I've re- I've never seen this. Really, I think maybe once or twice. Like it's rare that this ever happens in the match. Yeah, during the thing, instead of hitting a backhand, he just literally put it into his other hand and just cushioned it back with his left hand. It's a forehand, played
0: it. <laughs> it's good to see, because that's actually like a, an attribute that uh, some other players, they would... But I, mean, I know that one
1: person... No, the, the skill to, to do that is incredible. One like, person that comes to That is to so mind, hard to do. Especially yeah, but, in the heat of a big moment, like on a crucial point as well, to be pu- pulling someone like that off is mental. Yeah but,
0: yeah, but if you learn from an early age, like because I know that Boris Becker, he learned to play with both hands, like when he was very young. And look mm. at the standard that he was at as a tennis player. And we've even seen there's other players. That, look, we've seen there's one other player on tour. I saw some crazy video that he only hits four hands. Wasn't it? The, it was just, <laughs> yeah, there's a way, video. <laughs> to, yeah. yeah, we'll try and find him. Pop it but he was, the, he's not uh, very good though. No, but it was still bizarre to see <laughs> a person only hitting four hands throughout a whole match.
1: Was he an but, Egyptian guy or something? Is it Egyptian?
0: Not sure, but it was yeah. definitely that like challenger, like that type yeah, of yeah, yeah. event. But yeah, it just goes to show Tennis Sangren, he's, well, he showed it in the last last Grand Slam. Mm. He took Roger Federer all the way to the wire and not to he be taken. He kind of should lightly. have
1: won that one, yeah. Yeah,
0: not to be taken lightly and Felix. I would
1: not I would not want to draw tennis in the next round. He'd probably want to be one of the most feared players you want to play. Because yeah because he's sure. just the way he plays is just there's a lot of grit and determination. Oh yeah and he's for just sure. a quality player. All and round all round game's incredible. Like he's got so you much um say like, he's you so want... versatile.
0: Well and he might be playing in the next round potentially. <laughs> Novak Djokovic. So that could be an interesting match. To see. Really good match. I'm going to watch
1: that one in full for sure.
0: Once we see how Djokovic is really getting on against Barankis, hopefully, I don't know, we get to see what goes on there. Obviously, later on, it'll probably be while we're asleep.
1: Yeah. But, but a, a bit about Felix, anyway, one thing I want to add to it is I think at times today, he showed, obviously, his raw talent and abilities just one of the best in oh, the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I did see a level of immaturity from him at times with some of the shots he played. There was a lot of times where you know what he's like. He hits yeah. the ball. Every ball he hits hard. He doesn't have much. He needs to kind of show a bit more um, intelligence in some of his shots because tennis was, was working him out. It was working him out. And you, you literally, I've never seen someone stand so far off the baseline. He was just miles off. He was kind of yeah. off the camera at times because he just knows if he just pulls away, he's got more time to return it takes his time, gets the ball, gets it back in, and then either Felix will make a mistake trying to overplay and hit hit too deep into the lines, or he's he's able to just sort of stifle him and get on the the attack. But Felix needs to mix it up. I'm not talking about just do drop shots and stuff, but he needs to do more of them sort of lighter forehands, which are a bit shorter on the court, but sort of mixes up the play. Yeah, and yeah. it's something what you need to be able to utilize you need to have a lot of uh, shot versatility you can't afford to keep always hitting it hard because the players will sort of crack onto it and know what to do and they'll just drop off a bit but that's the and thing someone is- like tennis who's really experienced and intelligent it's sort of play, you're playing into his hands there well, but it's just, it's, I'm sure he'll learn from this and he it, it can progress and change, it, change his approach going forwards You sort of said that about Titterpass as well he
0: uh, is the type of person who just tries tries to fight fire with fire all the time. It's just always a, you just try and hit top top spin winners off everything rather than incorporating some slice, different like range of shots. Mm -hmm. Like it it would just benefit him. Like he's such a talented player. You just know with mixing everything up, his game, I think Titterbass could be like someone like a future number one player if he had a more like varied game.
1: Well, but, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned him because what I want to say is, for me, City, we've not spoke about the City pass game, but for me, he's the, been the best player I've seen at Cincinnati so far. Uh, His performance, the way he played, I thought he was really impressive. Yeah, it was a brilliant match, and he played some brilliant tennis. And I think he's um, so far the most informed player in terms of like the way he's playing. Well, we've not seen the other two top dogs yet, so yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to be. It's going to end up like that. I'm just saying so far. But City Pass seems to be the one he to be dispatched
0: Kevin Anderson with ease, so yeah that's, yeah. that's why that's why I think he's gonna be playing well, obviously when that's another person gone through. John Isner, he's gone through in a quite a tough match against uh John Millman, seven uh, five in the final set tie break. And it was a bit
1: I I w don't know what to say lucky. It wasn't lucky, but it was very um as you know, with a tie break, it's a bit 50-50. It was in the balance that match. There was nothing really to separate them. No. And um, I'm sure, sure John would agree with uh... Well,
0: him versus Titterpass. now, I think he's dealt with one big serve. He's going to deal with him in the same way, to be honest. I don't see yeah. it going any differently. Maybe it'll go a little bit closer. Isn't there's a better server than Anderson, but I see Titterpass. He's got that he's got the reaction speed. I think it's just one there. to watch.
1: I think he's got a really good chance after I was so impressed with him against Anderson. I think he can do yeah, yeah. he can go really he's, deep into this. Out teamwork. of the
0: four, he's the one that I think will do the best. I don't know why. I just Well think
1: previously that, I said team, didn't I? If team was yeah, my pick. I know well, you said Rublev. I want to p- well. apologize
0: personally to Andre Rublev for <laughs> ruining his <laughs> tournament and his whole team for yeah, destroying and cursing them. And jinxing their whole uh, entire Cincinnati tournament, so yeah, and Jen Brady as well, but we'll get on that <laughs> but,
1: Yeah, <laughs> and Sophia Kelly. Yeah, anyway, I, before we talk about WTA, let's talk about the one big match we've not spoken about enough, and that's Andy Murray It's What's just, going finished. On right now just finished.
0: he's just finished finished Andy Murray has just beaten Alexander Zverev. No way. yeah sp- it's been seven, five in the third. And wow. great winner down the line, just to uh, finish it off. So, yeah, well done to Andy Murray. I mean, that's fantastic news for, uh, well, not only for Andy Murray, for uh, British tennis as well, because obviously we had Evans go out, we had Edmund go out, Nora go out. Andy Murray, he's back from that injury. He's not had an easy route, but he's still, he's still there.
1: No, he, to be fair, he looked really good today. I was... Hats off to him. I know the other day I was a bit saying he was a bit slow against TFO. He looked very rusty but he right. looked a lot right. better today. He looked a lot more bright and um, positive with his shots. I thought his... Um, the way he was reading the game was like the Andy Murray of old. Like his positioning yeah. on the court he's always... He's one of the best in the world at it and he was sort of... What's the word? Where you like forego going where the ball's going to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was anticip- anticipating... Anticipa-
1: his anticipation was second to none today. Yeah, yeah.
0: For sure. And I mean- um
1: his shot selection was brilliant. I thought his serving was actually quite good as well, especially at times when he needed it. There was a lot of times he let down love thirty or even love forty, and yeah, he yeah, for some sure. Good crucial serves at the right time, and that's what you need to do to be to, to be winning these tournaments and progressing. You need to be doing winning Most important definitely. points. Oh yeah, and he's
0: uh, I bet Zverev saw the draw and he was just thinking, ah, oh, God cut me a break! <laughs> like uh, I've got in the first in the first uh, time I'm coming back from to play tennis. I'm coming up against a uh, 14 times Masters champion, three time Grand Slam <laughs> champion Andy Murray, who's coming back from injury. Obviously, got an ATP title last year as well. Coming back yeah. from injury, he's no schmuck, uh, Murray on the on court like on any of these draws. And now we're going to see a Murray Roundich uh, Wimbledon final, and well, it's going to be the same thing when he won his second Wimbledon title. That was against Rounich.' Going to see a little replay of that but on hard court. It's going to be that's harder. That that's going to be that.
1: that's that's good, good. That's good really hard. Yeah, 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 really tough.
0: Oh, quick announcement just coming in: Bori has just taken the second set against Berrettini. This is crazy! Wow. That's just amazing. I'm sorry, but that's was we just like rate this guy so high. And whilst these matches are going on, whilst we're having to do the podcast, that's just got to be announced. Like, so impressed to come back. We knew he was break,
1: capable, didn't we? We knew he was capable. 7 3 All in the Berrettini was going to be a bit of a big ask, especially when I saw he was down. Uh, a break in the second. Wasn't looking good at 5 3 down, but he's managed to pull in there. He won it in the tie-break, I'm assuming, right?
0: Yeah, 7-3 in the tie-break. But to come back from 5-3 down to go 6-5 up and, yeah, then to take the tie-break just shows this kid...
1: This set's big for him, though. It's going to be a big ask to be oh. to keep this level up because Berrettini will probably raise his game a little bit. But You would think so. You
0: would think so. And Martin Fukskovic has just taken the first set against Grigor Dimitrov as well. So there's yeah. another...
1: Another two big players playing. Yeah,
0: two big podcast favourites there, grabbing sets against some real top players. So, loving that, though. It's great because it's putting these guys more on. is already on the map, but Bruce Abori, this is just the type of performance we wanted to see from him. Really wanted to see him up. This is Berettini's top 10. So, this is, you've already seen him. He's a big team last year. Berettini. This is the future for this. This
1: is a big stage, though, isn't it? This is different. This is, this ATP, is Masters. Masters 1000. This is a Masters 1000. This is a big game, yeah. This is, this is, this is amazing. Masters,
0: this is Masters 1000 against Berrettini, which is crazy. If he was to win this, he would go through and face Riley Opelka, who, in the battle today of David and Goliath, Riley Opelka 2-0 against Diego Schwartzmann. Yeah, so that was a bit... I know, but you predicted it. The big servers, they're just getting themselves through. We got 6 foot 11 versus 5 foot 5. And the big server just got... I do like, like you said on the last podcast, though. I do like Schwartzman's uh, outfit, though. It's quite a snap. Yeah, it was one. nice. <laughs> quite a
1: bright one. <laughs> yeah. I like it as well.
0: But sad to see it's... Schwartzman go out, though. Yeah, I have to say. He's a
1: brilliant player, isn't he? Like, he's uh, returning. He's incredible as well. So I thought maybe he did stand a little chance today. Yeah, well, um, he definitely fought hard, but it was just... I think a Opelka, I didn't actually, I didn't get to see the gap, the, the match to be fair, so I don't want to comment too much, but I think it's, it the was, it's evident that I think Opelka was maybe a little bit too much for him. Uh, it was too
0: big. The power of just the shots and he's, the size differential was quite evident in this match. And I think... It wouldn't be the case if they are probably like, been it's back. It's
1: like what I said, though, because I feel yeah. like we've... Uh, he played Kasper Rudd in the game before. I wanted Swartzman to win that because I love Swartzman. But uh, if Kasper Rudd would have been able to beat Swartzman, I feel like he was sort of a better chance against um, a Pelker than what uh, Swartzman would have done. Yeah, probably. You're probably right.
0: But it's still... It's just a big serve, though. That like, He's still not... Uh with these shorter players and their reach and stuff like that, to have a player that that size serving and with the power, you see the, it was just the forehand speed that he was hitting. He was unable to, he was able to get rackets on it, but it was just pinging off left and right or it it just wasn't getting close enough to the balls. And I don't think that is going to be the case in maybe in a few weeks' time, or even like a month's time. or so. He's going to be Schwartzman. is definitely the type of player who can beat a player like I'll put, like Opelka. I've seen him play well against someone like him, the big servers.
1: Maybe he, it just come a bit too soon for him. To be fair, I think
0: so. I think it's too soon for a lot of players like that. And I think, like you said, big. We've servers. noticed
1: it on the tours, even the WTA as well. It just seems like the pl- the level, the quality, has not been that impressive. There's, there's there's like little um, snippets of like brilliant stuff, but a lot of the time there's a lot of like, sort of lethargic play. Yeah. Unforced when, errors, bad gonna, serving.
0: I was going to say to you, yeah, yeah, that I think with the big servers and it being like such an integral part of their game, when all of, even when you have this type of like long break, like that, that part of their game is so like, like they're so like setting stone really and they're so well versed in serving that that part is like literally like riding a bike because look you've seen me i know it's a terrible example but i didn't play tennis for about seven eight years and then Mm. played again i could still hit a few aces and stuff like that because it's still that motion the service motion stays with you more than the other the, the other shots
1: yeah I and agree. I think
0: that type of thing is so ingrained in you when you get a good because you saw so round day, it today was just like ridiculous it was, I think
1: you've articulated that quite well. That's, that's more or less my thinking behind what I was saying I just didn't explain it as well as what you did there but that's that's what I was thinking yeah
0: yeah I think it is it's just in, it's just ingrained into you like once you've got that amazing serve don't think you lose it and I think that when you come back you've always got that to fall back on. You've got a, like a sort of a sound service game, and then the rest of it, you can just sort of piece together what in between. So I think you'll see p- players like Raonic, they'll grow as the tournament goes on. They're they're just getting the other ground shots in. Well, so now. far
1: you've got Raonic, Isna, and Pelka. as Pel- like the big three yeah. big servers left in. So we'll see how they get on. But anyway, let's move on to the WTA, because we've got a bit to talk about there. So this is my overview of the round two matches. Really, it seemed that a lot of the underdogs come through and won today. There was a yeah. lot of upsets. Obviously, Definitely. talking winding back to last to yesterday. Now Kenin went out. That was a big shot. Carolina Pliskova went out. They're the first two seeds gone. Yeah. And then Definitely. you had, well, I think it, we we touched on that. Rybakina went out. That was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, have you got more of them up there? I forget all of the ones that went out now some of the big ones all of the of uh, uh, the women yeah some of the big big seeds who went out
0: uh well Ke- Sofia Kenin was the main one wasn't she like yeah, well, Anis- Kvitova. Anisimova. Anisimova. Kvitova
1: didn't see that happening
0: Kavicva Kv-
1: Kavicva did not see that one happening
0: uh finally Joe Conter arrives on the scene with a 6 2, 6 0 win over. Oh, she's been uh, in
1: terrible Lipkins. form playing. Yeah. We've been, we were talking about hers, like writing her off completely, saying she's oh. not been playing very good tennis. And she just come what? here and proved us wrong. and apologised. Quite easily. Yeah, yeah. So fair play to Joe Conter. She played some really good tennis. Uh, I caught a little bit of it. I saw more like highlights and clips, to be fair. And uh, it looked like she was, uh, she was firing. Do you know when? She has that ability where if she's playing good, she's like a top yeah. 10 player in the world. Oh, when she, she is. But that's like, that only happens like one every 10 games, I feel. One every 10 matches, she'll play like a ridiculously good player. The rest of the time, she seems to be just like uh, a bit average. But then yeah. she even has in her locker two or three times out of 10 where she will play completely abysmal and could lose to more or less anyone. So she needs to sort of eradicate that in her game and become a bit more consistent. But think, this sort of, this is not really a Joe Conta problem because I feel like you could say this about a lot of women on the tour. But I a think lot I of
0: that with the, the less powerful women players, there's, there's so little to pick between all of them that there's just whoever's better on the day. And I feel mm-hmm. that that's why you saw such dominance from Serena. She is such mm. a powerful tennis player. And the only people that are really able to compete with someone like that is someone with skills and power, like who has the sort of that type of game. You don't just get players who are just an all rounder with just not the. I just don't see someone like Joe Conta taking out somebody who has a real powerful game. That's the problem with those.
1: This is the chance. This is the chance for someone on the women's tour. To step up and be counted and actually make a name for themselves, yeah. I've always thought that Andreescu is that person who can do that and fill them. Boots. Oh, for sure, she is. She's unfortunately, yeah. she's missed out on this one. She had to pull out, which bad, is bad. Uh, it's very sad for her because this could have been a good opportunity for her and brilliant preparation for the U.S. Open. Yeah, but there needs. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to make a big statement. I think Serena Williams. We've seen her we'll go straight onto that match. She played uh, Ruth today.
0: Yes, She's she just didn't. about
1: come through. I don't know how. Well, she, she was uh, R- R- was serving for the set. I think she was only she was serving for the match, sorry. She was only two points away from winning the match. Yep. She then fought back, showed a lot of fight and grit. We've seen Serena do this millions of times over the years and then managed to completely obliterate her in the final uh, set tie break, which is fair play to Serena. 7-0. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, 7-0. That's what I'm saying, obliteration. But I'm still going to make this statement. Serena Williams, for me, is finished. She's, she's she's I don't see her now. Her yeah, yeah. I, I'll be honest. I've seen I've watched her now. I've I've seen her. I've seen her game. I don't know if this is more me being disheartened, and that's probably why I'm having such a bit uh, strong stance on it. But for me, I just don't ever. I don't see her winning the slam again, which is so sad. I'm, and I can maybe see, I can see her winning a few WTA titles, maybe. But I just don't think she's able to. Consecutive, consecutively win matches to win the tournament. Right now, she's something. Well, there's a, she's just not the same player. Well, she's a well. You got to remember now
0: that she is obviously a mother and all this type of thing, and she's probably got focus on other things. But how many grandstands do you need? I mean, uh, she's what? She's got twenty-three. Is it? So,
1: yeah, but mate. Well, I feel like you, the thing is you're saying that because you're someone who's never won one. But these people, the ones like I'm talking, like Federer, Nadal. Williams and uh Djokovic, Djokovic. <laughs> I'm forgetting
0: about him. <laughs> no, I was am
1: talking about, I'm in Djokovic as well. These guys, they fright they, they love that they, they don't ever feel like, oh I've got enough grand slams, I'm not gonna train so they train still now to this day more than anyone else. Because oh, they yeah, are sure. complete champions and they love winning. The feeling of winning slams just doesn't just go away for them. So no, that's why for her never. I feel like she's I put her in the same category hundred percent. So see someone who's like, I don't. That's why I find it really hard to see her playing the way she is. It's just not the same, and it's sad to see because obviously we know how much ability she has. Oh, but so she's not fans. living up to that ability. It just makes yeah, but, me think maybe it's had time come. Yeah, but you've got to remember as Serena the Williams' years
0: as well. Like it's not just like a, no, it's, it's not, it's not because she's falling off.
1: I think it's just a case of she's coming to the end of her career.
0: Yeah, but you got to think like the end of your career is probably for most people when you hit like 35 she's 38 at the moment she's 39 in the end of next month Mm. that's like it's not it's obscene you'd never see people the age of Federer and Serena playing before this age and it's just testament to them that they've managed to continue for that amount of time competing at the highest level
1: keeping your body like fit and healthy if you to do that is ridiculous
0: well Serena's had to She's gone through childbirth and she's still yeah. doing it. So there's like even more testament to her. And she has even more grounds. It's just it's just crazy to think that you're yeah. in this era where there's these players. And you've got to think, like, is this ever going to happen again?
1: No, I want to clarify. I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. I'm not trying to do it in, like, say, writing her off and being, like, like, personal level. I'm just talking about the tennis purely. Yeah, yeah. I, just I know what I you think, mean. I think she's come to the end of her career now. It's, it's, it's sad to see. It was going to happen, happen eventually, in it's, it's, it, well, but now I've seen it. I've seen it. Like I saw flashes and glimpses where I feel like this is the this is the end of Serena Williams. Well, I
0: hope she proves you wrong. That's all I say.
1: May so do I. <laughs> I would be the first to be happy to, if she if she was to prove me wrong. But but leading on to this, I feel like now there's now is the chance on the WTA tour for someone to step up and be counted and rise and take that spot. Yeah, take yeah, leave, for sure. So that show that winning competitive nature and spirit and desire and someone who's really going to take the opportunity and fill them boots. It's not an easy, it's not easy boots to fill. And no. a lot of, a lot of players are probably a bit nervy and they don't, they're not, they're not quite putting themselves out there to be able to do that, but well, someone needs to do it. Cause with now the women's
0: the time, game. I think it's always, it's, it's always been a bit like that though. Like when you've not had those other, like the, really dominant players, it's just a bit of, it's just been a bit of a free-for-all. You just have like your Barty's or your Sarker's or your Andreescu's or it's it's just one, one of many names that could just step up on one th- tournament, Pliskova's well, or your Halep's or your, yeah. there's so many there like, that you would think, oh, you just, if you step your game up like one more level, you could probably win like a, Ons yeah, all of, them, all of them have the ability just to go up. You go up one more step, you're the oh, Grand Slam champion.
1: I want to talk about Ons as well quickly because she beat um, the young, hopeful Leila Fernandez in a really good match in three yeah, sets. Yeah. And that's, it, that's a really good uh, result for her. Definitely. So another one to watch, for sure.
0: Oh, one, five, one, we've not even mentioned. Uh, Maria Sakari. She obviously mentioned her on the last one. You've got to keep her... her top beast. of the list of everything absolute beast yeah she's just so powerful like you see the, some of those pictures of her playing it's just crazy she's just an absolute beast on the court and uh, I think I don't I don't even she's want to scary. say it I'm I don't even want to say it, it anymore. I'm not even going to say it anymore I'm not going to Utter the words, I think anyone's gonna do well. I'm just scared of jinxing these people in their prime playing well. Yeah, what?
1: next podcast Sakari goes out. We know it. <laughs> well,
0: no, I'm not even saying it, but I've just we
1: always talk about Sakari off 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 like off the podcast. Yeah.
0: She's playing Serena uh... Williams next. So there you go. This is your this is your time, Serena. Have you still got it or have you not? Or is Sakari the new breed? So we'll find out. So that's exciting to see though. I think, and just as we're talking, look who stepped on court. Oh yeah, that's
1: what I want to do. Tell me about Asaka quickly, because she's. Playing oh Asaka, right now.
0: yeah Asaka, uh, yeah. She just won her first match. She wasn't as convincing as I thought it'd be. She lost the first set against Muchova, uh, seven five in the tiebreak, but then she came through six four six two, a bit more comfortable. Oh, nice. So probably just took a bit of while to get back to uh, playing tennis again. But yeah, she's been a. Uh, sort of chatting with i think she's the room next to Titterpass, in her, oh, like wherever yeah, she's staying <laughs> wherever she's staying yeah <laughs> i've noticed she was doing like some sort of story and filming around the corner while he was doing an interview and he was like waving uh yeah. the bubble
1: place looks really cool yeah. The place they're staying, it's like arcade. It's in that money. It's like comfortable as possible. They've even got like a, a Basket- takeout van. What's that comes.
0: basketball machine that they've been playing? I've seen.
1: Yeah, they've got that. They've got <laughs> like a takeout machine, what comes to their thing with different food every day.
0: Takeaway. Like I don't know yeah. if of them having that.
1: No, one of the most popular ones was the Cheesecake Factory place.
0: Oh, who's been eating that? <laughs> yeah, who's having cheesecake? I'm if I got if I've just gone out, maybe No,
1: it's not Cheesecake, that's what it's called. The Cheesecake oh, okay. Factory. It's a famous like uh, I was gonna say,
0: maybe Kennan had a bit too many of those before he went on for that match.
1: So what do you make about the news? Hugo Delian and Pella not allowed to play in Cincinnati or US Open. Physio- You've not seen it, the physiotherapist oh, really? tested positive for coronavirus. Ah. And because it was in the 14 day sort of like self isolation period. They've had four tests each and they've both, all of them come back negative each time
0: mm. and
1: they're still unable to play. Ooh. So they've come out really upset. There's also news breaking today that it yeah. was a fake positive test and he actually wasn't, because you know, you can do like there's a 7% chance when you're positive. Yeah, but yeah. It's not necessarily positive. It turns yeah, yeah. out that that's what the physiotherapist was. So he Ooh. was never even positive for coronavirus. And these two guys have missed out on arguably the biggest uh, tournament they've had. Well, it's the last since coronavirus, well, definitely the biggest tournament and opportunity to make some money, to be getting some points. And they're sitting at home, fully fit, raring to go, with a brilliant opportunity. Well, Pella both especially. In the top, both, yeah, they're, no, they're, well, even Delia, 90th in the world. They're both top 100 players. And it's just really sad that they've not been given the opportunity. But I see both sides of it. At the end of the day, we need to be strict with this coronavirus. Coronavirus is not a joke, and we need to take it seriously. Well, wow. like, they've but had four tests any... each and it's all negative. So you, it makes me wonder if that was, say, the like of one of the big players like Djokovic, Nadal or Federer, and it was the same situation, would they really stop them from playing? I don't think so. Probably
0: not. But that's just the world we live in, unfortunately. Yeah, but it doesn't
1: make it right, though, does it? It
0: doesn't make it right. But if you, if they were to probably say that suddenly none of the big like the big players were playing one of these big tournaments, then they'd, I'm sure the French Open would suddenly be moving the French Open again somewhere, or they'd, what, what Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, Tsipas, all these other players aren't going to play. All right, we'll move it again. Like, they'd, they'd probably just shut it down. Like, what's the point? They've, it's all about money for them. That's why they've moved it in the first place. Yeah. This is the problem. Like, it's all about money. And, It is. it should be about safety rather than money but we've seen what's happening but hopefully all of those people are all actually safe and there's not actually any problems and all these people are just recovering and become healthy again yeah that's all we can hope are we going to cover any of these uh challenger events yeah
1: well i'm glad you said let's talk about the challenges so the challenger, we had, the, we had a final, the toddy final. That was Hanfman versus Zapata Morales. Yeah, he picks Like it. we I'd said t- on the last thing, <laughs> we <laughs> thought Hanfman was a bit too much for him. I know. I think you, you went for Zapata Morales, I almost him, got mate. you out of on that one. <laughs>
0: I know, I jinxed him, mate. I said I have another one that I've picked and he's just gone and failed. But, no, uh, he, got,
1: he had a brilliant tournament. He, yeah, he did. We didn't expect him to get to the final, but Hanfman was too strong. Really yes. good win for him. So now so far on the challenge at all we've seen Stan Renko win the first one in Prague and now in Italy over in Toddy we've seen Yannick Hampton win that it. one. Yeah. So Go fair on, play. We've also got some other challenges going on at the moment. Prague yeah. 2 and there's also another one in Italy I believe. I forget what yes, it's called. Uh,
0: the name is I don't know if I'll tell you the actual name of it. Yeah it's in Italy can... but
1: that's, a really, that's some really Trieste. good players
0: on there. Trieste. Is oh, that
1: nice. a good
0: pronunciation?
1: Yeah, that, that would do.
0: You tell me. <laughs> <That's why. laughs> yeah we had some well do you want to start off where where are you going to start off? Trieste or Prague
1: well we we'll do a quick one on Prague because I don't have much on, to then. say about that one I prefer to talk about Trieste to be honest so yeah
0: go on then uh well in Prague there was well the finalist from the last Prague he just obviously just lost to Stan Wawrinka he's back in action again uh which is uh Aslan Karacev, Karacev against Enzo Kakard who's one of your favourites yeah and really uh awesome. Yeah,
1: well, on uh, a... Wrong surface there, right? for him, though. He's not a clay court player. Well, he, match, he can though. do both. He's not bad, but but I prefer him on hard. Great match, uh, yeah, though. Yeah, really good match. Really close as well. Enzo looked like he had him at one point, but he sort of fought back and come back and won that one in three sets. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, um, uh, great match. A that few, one. What were some of the other notable results? In that so, one? one that I
0: was sort of picking out before the tournament began. And I thought it was a bit shocking. Uh, Stakovsky, Sergei Stakovsky, he mm. was uh, an underdog against a Ferreira Silva from Portugal. Mm. And he actually came through. It was a tough match. Lost first set 6-2. Actually came through 7-4, 7-5. Uh, two, two tie breaks to, uh, oh. to win it. So well done to uh, Sergei Stakovsky, Because you know what a great player he is. And mm. uh, I was just shocked to see that uh, the odds were so much against him really, in this one. And then another player you rate very highly, it was an all-French affair, we had uh, Hugo Grenier up against, uh, is it Andre Rinderneck? Is this how yeah. you pronounce it? Or well, I don't know. neck Rindernick.
1: Mind your neck. Yeah. Reind- your neck. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, what jo- that's what Djokovic is saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's a really good doubles player as well, that net guy. And uh yeah, he had a really. really good season last year, twenty nineteen. And uh he sort of pushed on it's a big big win for him. We'll see how, how how well he progresses. I think there's a few of the young Czech guys as well playing, right, in this tournament.
0: Yeah, there is. Uh didn't do great. We had uh Pored- Oh, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation. Jonas, he was Jonas Foratek. Yeah. Foratek, He was playing against uh, Offner from yeah. Austria, but uh, unfortunately, disappointing. Yeah, he lost. He, that.
1: he, he was favourite. I feel.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, he went out. But uh, yeah, there were not any other Czech players there listed on the on the draw today. But uh, oh, right, okay. But anyway,
1: should... onto on, on the onto the other tournament. Yeah, the, the Trieste more... one. That's, that's, that's there's some oh, really good players in there. We've got uh, we've got Massetti. We've got Carlos Alcaraz. And they're Whoa. facing up next,
0: right? Uh, let me just bring up the draw for you. I think no, you no.
1: you told me earlier. You said they're they're facing. No, up no. The, I said they could meet in
0: the semi final.
1: Oh, they could potentially meet in the semi
0: final. Which am dropping the gun a bit. That's like a game to love fantasy uh,
1: matchup. That one. Yeah, <laughs> that's literally a young John, young gen final. What um, two favourite clay court players?
0: And we got like quite an interesting result that happened in that first round, though, which was. Uh, there was a wild card. that We had, uh, is it Fran- Francesco Baldi? Oh, Gigante. Oh, Filippo Baldi. Sorry, I don't know why I called him Francesco. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and he was up gigante. against... Gigante. Yeah, Gigante. I don't know how tall he is, but uh, Gigante. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to beat him two sets to love. Uh, and now, yeah, he's going to set himself up with a match against Juan Pablo ficovic in the next round, which we know ficovic he's a customer on the old clay. He's going to put 2-0 against Lucas Lacco there in the first round. What an amazing result. I think result Fikovic is. is,
1: I think he's my tip to win it actually. All Do you the, think? What there. It, yeah, it's an underdog pit, Wow, but, Mate, whatever we say, never wins anyway. So I might as well no. just go with Fikovic and just.
0: I don't know. We're looking yeah. up and down that draw. There's some really interesting like, uh, matchups there. Hampfman's back in there again. We've got Valena Martinez. He's in there as well. Uh, Mark He's in there. Uh, I would, I, it's a really tough match. I'm really looking forward to this next match. But we had Alcaraz-Garthea. He knocked out Borg in the first round. And we had Justino against uh, Mateo mm. Viola. And Viola went through as well. So we got Alcaraz versus Viola in the next round, which is a really top matchup. And I think the winner of that could go on to win the whole thing. That's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to pick but then one. Alcaraz,
1: cause I think Alcaraz will beat Viola.
0: I would be really impressed if Alcaraz could win this tournament, though, because there's some really incredible players. But I, I, would, loved, the kid. I would love to see, uh, wow, we could have a Fikovic, potentially, well, don't forget Alexey Poprin's in this as well. We're completely <laughs> yeah. ruling him. He hasn't played yet, but he's winning Quentin Hales in the first round.
1: Well, he must and, be favourite, Poprin.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's number one seed. But... If he goes, if we, if Musetti can get past him, we could have a potential musetti Fikovich, which would be a great one, and then Alcaraz next round. So there's some real top, and they've got Mats Morang in there. He somehow, I don't know what Mina was doing. We had uh, the, I'm not sure where he's from. Where was uh, Mina from? Is he Argentina? Yeah, so Facundo Mina. He, uh, yeah, I don't know what he was taking. Didn't have his Weetabix. He was lost 6 0, 6 1. Terrible Gosh. turnout. That's an L of the day, I think, for, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. for Kundimina, the, the terrible good player as well. So i surprised yeah, what he's doing. Really good. But yeah, he had a Jules Simon moment by the looks of it. Uh, <laughs> or a Benoit Père. <laughs> a Benoit Père moment. Yeah, he <laughs> thought he was French for one day. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that tournament could be really hot up and be interesting to see who he. Well, who makes it through the next rounds?
1: Nice one. I think we'll wrap it up there. We've got Djokovic playing right now. We're not going to talk about that match. Yeah, I haven't even that's... looked at it, but I'm going to watch the end of it after this podcast. Do you you so comment the, on that.
0: Scores at the minute, scores on the doors just before we Yeah, wrap go on. Up? Why not? This is going to shock you. Dominic Teams 5 2 down to Krajinovich
1: in the first set. Well, we did see another thing we could talk about that. Krajinovic come out before the match and he was like, I'm super confident for this match against Dominic Team. And don't he Kujinovich, was in. I, oh, I know players do usually say that, but come on! I feel like he was a very forceful in his interview before the match, saying said, how he's quite confident he's going to win.
0: I, well, I didn't doubt it either because Kujinovic is—he's very, very good. He's not one of these just run-of-the-mill players. He's just like—he's yeah, yeah. He good. good on his day. And plus, the other fact is you picked team to win the tournament. <laughs> so I know that he's probably going <laughs> to struggle. A big one. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: And the thing is, if we pick Djokovic, I could probably pick Nadal to win the French Open and he'll go out first round. Yeah, well, what can we do, mate? It's
0: just, it's just, just <laughs> the GTL
1: we... curse is alive. It is. It's,
0: al- it's alive and kicking. Well, we If he wish...
1: goes out here, then I think we need to quit like um, giving predictions for matches
0: Or and tournaments. If, if we ever make a pick, just pick the other person. You'll make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we wish all the best to all the players who are playing right now. Martin Fukskovic has just broken Dimitrov. He just come from 3 0 down in the second set. He's now 4 3 up and a God. break up. So, Martin Fukskovic, good luck to him. Good luck to the team. Good luck to Djokovic and all the players playing. Rusavori, everybody. So, and we'll give you an update on the next episode, which will be yep. in a couple of days.
1: Yeah, Wednesday, I believe. So, we'll yep. do that then. Thanks for listening, guys. Let us know what you think about some of the discussions we've had today on the podcast. And, yeah, we'll see you soon. Like and subscribe. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.